I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Well, hello, everyone under the sun. It's us, it's your boys, it's the I Miss You Men, Lonnie and Dylan. I'm Dylan, he's Lonnie. Lonnie, how are you today? Dylan, I've watched a movie. Interesting. And Interesting. Um, I've got some questions for you. That's good, that's good to hear. But, before we get into that, okay. before we get into that, Lonnie, All right. why don't you tell everyone what the podcast is about? The podcast, Dylan, is about you and me taking each other on a journey through life, pop culture, and everything in between. On occasion, it's a mystery journey for one of us. On other occasions, we have homework. Today was a homework episode for me. It sure was, wasn't it? It sure was. But I think I started it, didn't I? Because I mentioned my love of David Arquette. So naturally, what am I? what's going to happen to me, you know? Well, Lonnie... You only watched the 2000 bloody comedy starring David Arquette, directed by the great Brian Robbins, ready to rumble, didn't you? I watched a buddy movie. It's a comedy I'm not so sure about, to be honest. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, what's the main premise of it, Lonnie? How, how would you describe the plot? What have you witnessed? Okay, so we've got two guys who are wrestling fanatics up in Wyoming. They can't get enough of it, Dylan. It's like two of you, basically. (laughs) Hello. I don't think I'm this bad, but yes. (laughs) Not quite. Um, And they're very excited because their favourite wrestler is actually um, on a show near them that they've got tickets to. The King. Jimmy King. Jimmy King. They can't get enough of him. Love him. He is the massive... He's the biggest wrestler in the world to them. Played somewhat inexplicably by Oliver Platt. <laughs> what the fuck? What was this choice? I love him so much. He's one of the best character actors out there. As a wrestler, I'm not so sure about, but we'll put that aside for one moment. Um, they, they get the fucking dick food critic from Chef. <laughs> to play apparently the greatest wrestler ever. What? What? He's not even in shape. I mean, like you know. <laughs> I mean, and they 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 play to that. They page. do. Yeah, they do say he's out of shape. Still. But, yeah. Still. Still. Not anyway, believable. It's all right. In the slightest. <laughs> um, but he he's like on top of the WCW, which is actually name checked. Um, at this point in time, but everyone's sick of him. And he basically is a screw job happens and he is kicked out and loses his title. They're obsessed with him. Like they're upset this has happened. So they oh, take it. Up, oh, they, 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 they've lost their body lives basically. So they take it upon yeah. themselves to uh, go find 
uh, Jimmy King and bring him back into the limelight. And the film pretty much goes then from them taking themselves on to be his manager, essentially, and organising for him to have another shot at the world title. And then it's also their introduction to the wrestling world and escaping their the doldrums and their country life into going into bigger and better things. It's a redemption movie, Warnie. Yeah, they, they go on a journey. And look, if I, if I can say, Dylan, I didn't laugh once at this movie, right? <laughs> but I didn't mind the behind-the-scenes look at wrestling and the journey these guys go on and the buddiness that they have. Like, I thought there were some genuine moments there um, where it was quite compelling. And the fact that, like, they have... It's like, don't meet your heroes, essentially. They meet this guy and they realise maybe he wasn't quite all that we thought, but they like, you know what, maybe he was also what we thought. And so they, they really try really hard to save their fallen hero, which I think was fun. But in terms of comedy, not many laughs for me, I'm afraid. Well, listen, full, full reveal. All my cards on the table. Hmm. I had never seen this movie either. Oh, really? But you knew yes. about it. I I knew of it. I knew okay. of it. And you mentioned your boy David Arquette, and I've always wanted to watch this. So I thought, hey, I'm going to make someone suffer with me. That's the podcast. That's what it's for, you know. It's all we hear. <laughs> and I love David Arquette in the Scream movies, to be clear. And I was, I mean, I don't hate him otherwise, but that's where I've seen him the most and love him. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to specify now. Dewey Riley. Seen ready to rumble. Mm. Dewey Riley is one of the greatest characters of all time, to be honest. So that's fair enough. Um, what do you think? But Lonnie, um, I laughed once. Okay, hundred percent more than I did. Yeah, but yeah, it was not good. I think the idea was that it would be dumb and dumber with mm. pro wrestling thrown in. But I don't think they realised how much of much of a miracle Dumb and Dumber was. <laughs> yeah. That it wasn't the most annoying film in the world. And they they just happened to find the best comedic actor like of that decade to be. Yeah, in and it. one of yeah. the best actors. Of all ever. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So you get David Arquette and this other guy, Scott Scott Khan. Scott Khan, yeah. Scott Khan act. <laughs> Oh, he's all right. No, he's, he's all right. I'm nearly better than David Arquette, to be honest. Oh, yeah. the, the character, I mean, less insufferable. David Arquette was, his character was so bad in this. So annoying. Insufferable, yeah. Yeah. I would say. And it's just madness. Like, And there's so many just, what the fuck is this? Like, mate, you want to talk about degrading women? Jesus. Watch Ready to Rumble. Yeah. that is... Just Ooh, so boy. much like casual misogyny and casual sexism, casual homophobia oh, too, thrown in for good measure. Really. Yeah, I don't think like you can't. I'm, I love you, man, but I don't love you like that. Sort of that sort of stuff was in there. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Nah, no good. No good. There's like a whole scene where he's spying on girls in the locker room, the cheerleaders of the <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, the Nitro girls. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting, uh, interesting choice they made to do that. Like, rather than have just women wrestling, they just had just sexy cheerleaders. Cheerleaders, yeah. Mm. And 
the one female character who has any sort of screen time is a double crosser. Yeah, Rose McGowan. She mm. she deserved better. She deserved yeah, isn't she? She is in Scream, the first one. She's your sister. She's charmed as well. She's charmed. Charmed. Yeah, back on. Oh, wasn't that good back in the day? <laughs> Can't watch it. Can't go past it. Julian McMahon. Yeah, seven thirty on a Thursday night on Channel Ten or whatever it was. Oh, mate, find me some charmed. Yeah, just just an odd movie, and it's it's very clearly just a bloody plug for a WCW that was suffering during the early two mm. thousands. It went out of business the next year, morning. Yeah, and you got lots of cameos from WCW wrestlers. You know, you got Goldberg, you got Diamond Dallas Page. It was great to see him. He was pretty good in actually. Diamond Dallas Page. Do you like him? Yeah, look, look, all the wrestlers were actually pretty good. It was, yeah. it was a shame they were in a Dumb and Dumber movie. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the greatest of all time, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. His little moment at the start. I liked him there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Sting being really big. But, you know, I was not ever a wrestling person, but somehow it Sting stuck in my mind. It's the makeup, obviously. What's his deal? What's Sting's deal? Well, you seen The Crow? No, but I, you know, I know the deal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That. that okay, <laughs> blatantly, blatantly stole the crow gimmick from the crow. Oh yeah, from the late great Brandon Lee. Mm. He was like a he was like a tough dude surfer before that. Oh, then he went through some character changes, and then he just started hanging out in the rafters in WCW shows, and then just turned into the the crow, like this dark Avenger defender of WCW. It's pretty cool, and that's pretty much what he's up until this day he's still wrestling 62 or 63 i think he is yeah and he, and he transferred into aw was that right yeah mate cool. going strong cool. got some of his best moments in there wow and he, he was like one of their flagships wasn't he one of their figureheads i should say wcw mm. yeah yeah he was wcw right so this was the yeah. attitude era wasn't it or the end of and they pretty much lost WCW after being really taking it to WWE. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you could nearly blame this movie on it. Oh, partially. are you blaming David Arquette for the downfall of WCW? Wait, it's not his fault. He didn't ask for it, but no. they did do a bit of a cross-promotional thing where he wrestled for WCW and won the world title on actual WCW television. And pretty much ridiculed, wasn't it, that decision in him for that? Everyone despised it, Ronnie. Despised it. No one was happy with that. And he didn't even want to do it. That's I was gonna say, from what I read, he was like, no, because he was a massive fan. He's like, this is this degrades and yeah, it it actually is the opposite of what you want to doing here. But yeah, yeah, that sucks. But he started to embrace it nowadays. He actually started wrestling for a bit a while back. And he got he won some respect back, didn't he, when he did that? Yeah, yeah. He's pretty decent. Half decent actually. He's doing some death matches and that. He's yeah, good. Cool. But yeah, it, it does sort of reek of desperation though. Let's get a Hollywood guy in. Let's make a movie. Let's make him the champ. Let's let's try and get some some buzz, some media attention. No, no good. No good at all. Any any standout scenes you want to discuss, Lonnie? Um well 
if we can skip right to the end, the triple cage, pretty awesome. Sure. Not an actual thing, Warning. Oh. Until they did it in this movie, and they had two matches with the triple cage. Yeah. Hard to probably make it work, I'm guessing. Well, how are you getting cameramen up on up the, there. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, true. The cages? <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Only only works in a movie, really. Yeah. But it was cool. Um Yeah. I I didn't like all the poo stuff, to be honest. A lot of poo. So these guys are what are they, just like septic workers, really? Yeah, so at first I thought they were like Kenny or they had like they were doing the um what do you call them? Just like the portal loose, but then yeah. they're also going to septic tanks out in areas, so I guess so. But yeah, like battles that's happening a lot. They're getting poo on themselves and then like it, one of the first things they have like Cat does is like rub his hand up his butt and f- shove it in the guy's face <laughs> at the seven eleven. Like yeah. I mean It's a good trick though. Good trick. I mean it's a good it trick works. and it's good to know. But <laughs> I um all right, it it just felt I mean there is a way to do toilet humor that is funny, I think, somehow, but well there are times where I laughed at like juvenile humor, but the way it's done here is, is not particularly interesting. I did no. like the um the screw job they pulled though when they're doing like a behind the a backstage promo and old mate um Oliver Platt jumps out of the portaloo and they have like an impromptu fight. That was yeah. pretty fun. That was a bit interesting. And it's like turning the tables on the people who've screwed him by just, you know, totally screwing them over. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I kind of liked how the all the things that were portrayed as like real life shenanigans in the context of the show and what the audience sees, it's just normal wrestling. It's <laughs> going on. It's a very good point. They 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 lapped it up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just classic betrayals, classic redemption story. Audience could get enough of it. They loved them some Jimmy King. Yeah, and they, they hated the um the boss stand in of the WCW played by Joe Pantaderno. Of surprise. Sopranos, the Matrix. Yeah. As well. Slifer. He's great in Sopranos, mate. Is he? One of the best. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Just I'll see you one day. Give it a watch, please. One day I'll see. One day. One day needs to be soon. Soon day. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Um, we talked about Rose McGowan a bit. Does she do anything really in this movie of interest? I mean, she's there. She's very pretty. I can see why he falls for her. There was one fun scene, actually, that Mm. didn't really crack a smile or laugh out of me, but (laughs) when she seduces him and is like, why don't we go to the bedroom and you can show me some moves, and he takes the bedroom and actually shows her physical wrestling moves. (laughs) Yeah, and she's loving it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of an interesting way to do it, but Yeah. yeah, and she's so obviously going to double cross him at some point but <laughs> clearly mate clearly he's not smart old david arquette in this movie what'd you think of his um his dad and his family just being like all cops all like dressed exactly the same at dinner <laughs> all the exact same character basically Look, that was like a, a very satirical bit that worked and one of probably the only attempts at some real sort of hard-hitting satirical aspects, uh, especially when the dad is like, hey, your sister, she shot her first prep today, like <laughs> just taking that sort of small-town cop um, persona to the nth degree. It was really fun, I thought. Um, doesn't get a huge lot of play later on because the whole thing is that David Arquette is being forced into being a cop. <laughs> sure. <laughs> By his dad. No. No, you shouldn't be a cop if you don't be a cop. I don't think that's probably not something, not a job you could probably do under duress. No, no, definitely not. Do you want to hear the line that made me laugh, Lonnie? Well, I've got one myself. I wonder if it's the same one. You go, you tell me yours. So it's at the end. Okay. Uh, Jimmy King's in a bit of trouble in the cage match. In swoops the stinger, Mm. saves the day, and he tells the boys, Jimmy King's okay in my book. And then one of the boys, the friend that's not David Arquette, says, you love Jimmy King, I love Jimmy King. We're men, and we're not afraid to say that we love other men. I love you. <laughs> Bad Lord. It was just ridiculousness <laughs> incarnate. The ramblings of a man who doesn't know what he's doing in this movie. <laughs> it, I mean... It's not even the worst thing that happens in the movie, to be honest. I'd like the moment, though, when Steen comes down and just is lurking up there and he just comes down and saves the day. I wish he was in it more, but DDP yeah. was in it a bit, which I was very happy with. Okay. I love me some DDP. Um, the the one I, line I liked was when they're, they're driving around their big septic truck and um, it must be David Arquette who says, my dad's a dick, and Scott Kahn says, at least you have one. <laughs> Got him? There was another, actually another good line when they, they've, they've taken their um, their septic tank through the drive-thru at the local Macca's or you know, fast food joint and they're trying to chat up the two girls who work there and I can't remember what it was there, probably Ruben Scott kind of think he, he yells, and maybe it was Dave Arquette, one of the boys, he leans over and yells through, he's like, Hey, would two losers have tickets to the wrestling tonight? And the girl's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oi, come on, Nick. Um, oh, yeah. So, so let's let's get to the, the uh, Oliver Platt of it all. Okay. Well, you know what? I think our boy Roger Ebert said it best. Roger. 
He sure did. He gave this two stars. How he gave Speed Racer less than this, I will never know. And I will never understand. <laughs> but he said, regarding Platt, the problem with Ready to Rumble is that its hero is not a wrestler, but an actor, Oliver Platt. Platt is a good com comic actor, and I've liked him in a lot of movies. But here he is not well used and occupies a role that would have been better filled by a real wrestler. And that is demonstrated every time Dallas, Diamond Dallas Page is on the screen, playing himself with such ferocity mm. that Platt seems to be playing Jimmy the King in a key herd only by himself. Look, Roger's a good writer, isn't he? He can really nail it sometimes. He did nail it there. We we don't see eye to eye all the time, I mean, Rog, but <laughs> he nailed the he nailed the plot aspect of the movie for sure. Mm. Why not just get a real wrestler? Why why was this necessary? Did they just not trust them? I guess maybe. Maybe would a real wrestler I wanted to play that role? Oh, surely. Right. Would they have played like a, a different, not their regular WCW persona, but a different persona, perhaps? I don't even think you needed to get a different persona in there, right? It's fictional yeah, anyway. It's not. It's not yeah. the real. Yeah, yeah, sure. Everyone else is their real wrestling characters. Mm. Well, just make the league guy a real wrestler. Make mm. a Diamond Dallas Page. He was better as a face than a heel. So chill. No, he's doing yeah. his best. I think old Platt, but it's just you know, they say good directing is good casting, and that just didn't quite work. Yeah, some some of the worst casting I've ever seen, man. It's right up there. Oh. 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 But he did, he did make the connection between Dumb and Dumber as well, old Rog. Oh, yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He says, Arquette and Khan shouted at each other in a forlorn attempt to reproduce the chemistry of Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber. I gave that movie only two stars, even though its dead parakeet scene caused me to laugh uncontrollably. Now... After sitting through Ready to Rumble with only a, the occasional grudging, ha, I know better what a two-star movie looks like. <laughs> bit of regret, right yeah. dumb and dumb a bit low. He, well, maybe he would have gone to re-examine re Speed Racer if he'd had the time. Maybe, maybe he just never got the chance. Maybe yeah. he's taken from this world too soon. Yeah, I'd agree. There are so many times I watch a movie... And I'm like, oh, I wish I could hear what Roger thinks of that one. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, basic overall consensus. Everyone pretty much agrees with Rog, to be honest. Yep. Uh, old Daniel Barnes, he said, excrement could have easily received third billing. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. No, no, he's not wrong. He's not. Uh, Jeffrey Westhoff comments on the cross-promotional. Features a shameless cross-promotion we had better get used to in this era of media conglomerates. Mm. The script could be mistaken for the portfolio of the Time Warner Empire. Interesting. Yeah. Almost more relevant today, some would say. Right? Well, yeah. When I was at uni, we talked a lot about um, transmedia, which is um, having you know, one form of a story in in a film, say, and then all the books and the TV shows and games that sort of tell tell, tell that same story. Um, look what's happening in the new WB universe, DC universe. Um, there's very much transmedia focus from the get-go. Um, 
and this is totally they're trying to leverage their their star or their fading star of a WCW wrestling promotion and trying to put some bums on seats in the cinema and hopefully feed into both at the same time. Didn't quite work out, unfortunately, for them, did it? No, unfortunately not. Does the movie have any defenders? Well, Lonnie, Steve Rhodes from Internet Reviews. Right? The Internet Reviews. I mean, that's a well-respected internet website. <laughs> Absolutely. Aiming every shot for the bleachers, the cast and crew hit one home run after another. Hmm. Don't agree with that. No. And Is John a... Paul Powell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lonnie. Ready to Rumble works because of its tone. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It's one of the worst parts. <laughs> well, and this is the third, uh, the third uh, Holy Trinity, keeping that Rotten Tomato score at twenty-two percent. Lonnie Lauren King from the Boston Globe, one of the top critics on the site. Yeah. What? Likeable performances from its young cast and a better than average script. Mm. No. I hate to see blur average scripts. <laughs> Add spark to this formulaic fairy tale and make the wrestling mania watchable. Mm. Rude. Mm. Lauren, how dare you? Well, it's a shame, Dylan, because I, I imagine you can see better, um, better wrestling stories every bloody Monday night, right? Like Absolutely. Well, yeah. mate. The storyline going on at the moment, the Bloodline storyline, one of the best stories in wrestling history of all history. time. History. Of all time, you say. Oh, wow. Mate. Mate. So good. Just the bloody character drama. It's taking its time with it. It's taken like three years for the story. Arguably Jeez. more if you want to read into some little nuances in the story beats. It's just, it's amazing. It's incredible. Mm. And a far... Far stretching quality from what Ready to Rumble is. Awful movie. I regret doing this episode for both of us. Oh no. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. But it's been a while since we've done a wrestling episode, and it's good to have a bit of. fulfill this, you know, little curio on the wrestling media landscape. But to scratch that itch every now and then, don't we? Well, I just watched Heels for the second time, so first season. Bloody hell, you love it, mate. I watched it with Sine. I made Sine watch it with me. And she didn't like it? She didn't love it. She liked parts of it a lot. Some parts she was quite critical, and I ignored those criticisms and just (laughs) kept watching it and loving every moment. So, Oh, no. At least she didn't let it get between you, so that's the main thing. I still think that that first episode of Heels, one of the best first episodes of any show, Ever. Yeah, mate. It's, it's so good. All the way through. All the way through. <laughs> Great show. Great stuff. Unlike Ready to Rumble. Um, bad movie. And I think we should not talk about it anymore, Money. Because it's bad. <laughs> and awful. And I am so sorry. That's okay. I've made you do some bad things with this podcast, so that's alright. Yeah. But I took it. I took us both down with this one. All right, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a knowing thing. Yeah, it wasn't master of disguise. It was just a prank on you. I pranked myself with this one. No good. 
And I mean, I, I made you watch an episode of Power Rangers, but that was only one episode, 20 minutes, so. Well, no, that was a bit of fun. bit of fun. That's all right. Anyway, bad stuff. And uh, we have one more segment, don't we, Lloyd? You want to tell everyone? Dylan, at the end of our show, we end with a recommendation of something each other and the listeners should get amongst. Is this ready to rumble? Are we saying get amongst it, Dylan? No, we okay. are not. Mm-hmm. We are not saying that. Mm. We are saying, however, uh, Tetris Effect. Have you ever played or heard of Tetris Effect, Lonnie? Is this is this a game itself, or is it the effect that Tetris has on you when you play it? <laughs> I mean, it's both, really. Everyone knows Tetris, one of the best games ever. Yep. Can't argue with that. Tetris Effect takes the beautiful, perfect game of Tetris and it sets it to, like, these incredible, like, musical orchestras where, like, every time you move the pieces, it has a beat in the song. Cool. And every time you drop it, and it has, like, these background effects that are just bloody sparkling and all different, and you just go on this bloody journey. Just going through like steampunk versions of Tetris, underwater oh, wow. versions of Tetris. Mate, it's incredible. And the music is amazing. So good. What's this on? And it's just Tetris. As good as anything. So I think it's I think it's on most platforms at this point. Tetris effect. And what I thought you meant by Tetris Switch. effect was hmm. the concept of when you play too much Tetris, then you start seeing it in your dreams and that sort of thing. It just happened to me before, actually. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, I played cool. like a couple of hours yesterday. I didn't, I didn't get any of that. We'll see how you go to keep playing it. <laughs> I don't want to see that. That's weird. They'll also say, apparently, if you, if you play Tetris or other sort of similar games, after a traumatic incident, it can help you deal with the trauma, like... Way the memories get in your brain, because you're kind of putting everything in its place with Tetris. Yeah, something like that, or it stops you focusing in the immediate aftermath of the trauma. So, like you know, I don't know exactly what or how they do this, but that's what I read. Could be wrong. Well, there you go. Not a doctor. Tetris, Tetris having a positive effect on the world and on our mental health. There you go. So definitely get amongst, if not for that. <laughs> Now, Lonnie, how do we end the episodes? We tell each other about the socials that we're on. Big Three, Facey, Twitty, Insta. We uh, thank Mark the Man for the theme song. Uh, we mentioned oh, sure that we... Do. Well, we don't, don't we ever. We have a, a mini-series or mega-series we do, um, the Christina Chronicles. So if you want to go, go back through our back catalogue, you've got the main show, you've got the Christina shows, you've the filmography of hers we're going through. If that's not... Particularly clear by the Christina Chronicles name. And we've also got plenty of special episodes. We've got holiday specials, Christmas, Halloween. We wanted to do Valentine's, but we forgot. We didn't have time this year, but we'll. We point. did. We did forget that. We discussed it, but we forgot. There's always next year. Well, Dylan was, he was, he was busy, so, you know. But next year we'll do I'll, it. I'll, sure. I'll, yeah. It was your birthday. He said, you said, I don't care about the podcast. I'm doing my birthday. Oh, you told me. Yeah, don't tell everyone that. <laughs> Um, and guests sometimes come on the show too. You can find them now back in that's, our feed. That's true. We just had a, a recent guest, mate, didn't we? Mm-hmm. One of the best. Mr. Julian Barr. 
went through yeah. some after school specials, which is actually so much fun. So I recommend people we'll get amongst that as well. Um, Absolutely. And then we wrap up by saying, I miss you, man, to each other. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Done. Sweet. Perfect. Another another classic episode of the podcast. Done and dusted. <laughs> yeah. Really rumble sucks, doesn't it? Well. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.